Super Talk Mississippi media production. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is Jamie Creel with Shelter Insurance. Come see how we've built a name that you can trust and why it is a must to get your free quote today with our Switch and Save. Located in Ridgeland and Florida, Mississippi, give us a call, 601-992-6000. It's a great time to live in Mississippi, and we're talking about it. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome to the Ricky Matthews Show. It is January the 2nd, 2024, 2024, working on year four of uh, the Ricky Matthews Show. Started as Coast View, now it's the Ricky Matthews Show. I want to welcome everyone a happy new year as we continue on this show to celebrate so many amazing people who are working hard across the state of Mississippi to make this a better place to live, work, and play. You know, this is the time of year when we're all focused on uh, New Year's resolutions. Uh, we're all kind of, you know, wanting to go in and hit hit the ground running with having the best New Year we can have. And I couldn't think of a better guest to have than my friend Robbie D'Angelo. He's a human optimization coach. He's into a bunch of different stuff. We'll remind you what he's into. But, uh, Robbie, this is probably the third year in a row that you and I have had – a, uh, a a show at the beginning of the year. It's amazing that so much time has flown so quickly. It really is. And I, I was thinking this morning, looking back on our first show, right before the whole Rona thing, and we've been consistent since then, and this is amazing. I, I'm truly grateful um, that you and I have been able to do this for so long. Well, it's, what's cool about it is, you know, we start out just telling your story. You were, you were, you were obviously located here in coastal Mississippi, and having success and helping people reach goals in their lives and a number of goals, whether it be obviously their mental health their physical health, or maybe their career goals. And then you uh, kind of relocated to Florida to change your surroundings and raise the bar even higher. You got involved in a company where you're doing a lot of coaching with people. We'll remind people what you're up to these days, but it's been interesting looking back. You, you live by example, everything that you preach to other people about raising the bar and, and becoming the best version of yourself. That's what you've done. I've, I've been able to sort of watch that over the past three or four years. That's, and, and you know, that's only the only way to live. That's something I literally was talking to my girlfriend about last night. I uh, hadn't had a haircut in like two months. And one of the things I preach to guys is always present yourself well and always put your best foot forward. I was like, um, I'm not practicing what I preach. I'm going to get a haircut. And it was just, it's always something that's, you know, it's healthy for me too, because I, I do always, you know, practice what I preach and preach only what I practice. And it helps hold me accountable as well. So I, I, I love it as well. Well, that's, that's cool. You know, you know, from our past conversations and for people who have not heard us before, for many, many, many years, I have been focused on my physical health. Um, my dad died in 1979, and I kind of went on a mission after that to, to take care of myself and to learn what it means to lo- live a ha- healthy lifestyle. And, you know, that doesn't mean that I don't fall off the wagon one day, but the next day I can tell you I'm back on it again. But walking a lot, uh, drinking lots of water, first thing I do every morning is drink a significant amount of water to start my day. That's the way I start my day every day. And then I have my my water, my trusty water with me everywhere I go and try to eat healthy, 
and uh, and and you know I work out awake three or four days a week and have for over forty years and it's really paid off. But it's something even if you do it like me, you always have to sort of refocus yourself. You have to say, okay, I'm not gonna, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my intensity level high as I go into the new year. I always talk about maybe taking it to the next level, working out just a little bit harder, maybe doing a few more miles. Um, for me, it's about feeling good. Now, I like what I see when I look in the mirror for my age. I, I like that. But for me, it's about feeling good and being able to do the activities that I like to do with my kids, and that is hunting and fishing and just enjoying my grandkids. Uh, people have different goals. They have reason, different reasons for doing what they do, but everyone has an opportunity going into the new year to sort of freeze frame the moment, set some new goals, and you know, go, go tackle something where they can have success in their lives. You hear it from everybody, don't you? Absolutely. And this is, this is one of those times of the year where everybody sets these new big lofty goals. And I love it because there's this just like reinvigorated energy of the year. People just getting exciting about goal setting and they're motivated. And personally, like, I love that energy. That's, you know, one of the reasons I moved because I wanted to put myself around a bunch of people that, you know, really just, they just take that as like, this is how I am all the time. <clears throat> and one of the challenges of this time of year is how do I take this new energy? How do I take this motivation and make it consistent, make it a discipline? How do I take this and carry this throughout the year instead of just being a little blip, a little bit of excitement that gets me excited? And, you know, what you've said to me many times before, and that is don't set your goals too high. Don't no. don't build failure into the process. That's really important, isn't it? It really is. And that's, that's one of the biggest things I preach. And I'm, I'm so big on reverse engineering your goals to the smallest possible thing we can do to create a win to the point where one of my biggest things I say to most of my clients is, hey, what can we do to win today? I don't care about tomorrow. I don't care about next week. I don't care about next month. What can we do to win today? And if you can just concentrate on setting goals to make you the best version of yourself today, then all you got to do is just win till you go to sleep. And I promise you, if you make things that small, and look, even if that's too much, what can I do to win the next five minutes of my life? Just yeah. as small as you need to make it to create momentum is what you need to do. You know this well, because when you, you play football at Southern Miss, you you were over 300 pounds, and when you got done with your football career, you looked at yourself in the mirror and you said, I don't like what I see. And you made a goal to basically lose about a pound a week. And that's what you did, isn't it? You set two a goal a to do two pounds a week. Yeah. Yeah, because my, my goal was I, I, I wanted to lose 100 pounds. I was 310 pounds my senior year of college football, and I just – I knew I, I knew I wanted to lose 100 pounds. Like, that was just some – I don't know why, but that was the number I had in my head um, just because I, you know, I was like most people. I didn't understand this. So I, I set a big goal for myself. But the smart thing I did do was like, OK, there's 52 weeks in a year. I did the math. That's two pounds a week. Um, so, yeah, I just focused on two pounds a week. And I just I made that my goal is like, OK, two pounds a week. And hey, was I perfect every week? Absolutely not. But I averaged two pounds a week for a year. And that small goal of two pounds a week ended up being 105 pounds in a year. And you, you transform yourself. You know, I see, I see, you know, no names. So my friends who know, who, you know who I, you know, I know who you are. 
my friends who were taking Ozempic. Is that right? Am I saying that uh, right? That's exactly and, what it is. And uh, and other types of stuff. Uh, I wish they would just find moderation <clears throat> and find you know that there's no easy way to do anything. You gotta you gotta work hard at it. Uh, you see it a lot though, don't you? Look, I mean that is the American way. We're we're always looking for media gratification. We're looking for the quick fix, and just like most medications, there is a time and a place for that. And I totally agree. Some people need that in their life, but what I what I don't like seeing is people who could just make a few adjustments and do it the right way looking for the quick fix and they just want to eat like crap and be lazy and still lose weight. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, that's still not healthy. Look, weight loss and health are two different things. Yes, losing weight does improve health, but you can still lose weight in an unhealthy way. And that distinction has to be made. Well, an unhealthy way is that if you don't go about it the right way, you don't just lose fat, but you lose muscle. And the key to success over the long haul is building muscle fitness and then in, and letting your muscles work with you to help you take care of the fat. But that means you've got you've got to burn calories, you've got to do you've got to do some work. you got you got to pay more attention to your intake of calories, learn how to eat healthy. But if you do that over a long period of time, you're gonna have great success, but too often you're gonna to lose too much muscle. And that's not a good place to be, is it? No, because when we look at the research, muscle mass is one of the leading indicators to a decrease in all-cause mortality. <clears throat> and that's just from the research. When we look and study people who live the longest, they have a higher muscle mass. Why? Because let's just say you have an injury later in life, you can recover better, um, more muscle mass later in life, you're stronger. So therefore, you know, you can get through life without hurting yourself. Um, which we all know, like, you know, generally an elderly person will hurt themselves. They start to decline after that. Um, So muscle mass and eating enough protein, eating a healthy diet, just staying healthy. Um, I think it was Aristotle, and please correct me if I'm wrong, because I always forget who says this. But he said, what a shame it is to live your entire life without testing the capacity of the human body. Mm -hmm. And I, I truly believe that. And I think that's where so many people get wrong. We live in a very intellectual society now, a very white collar world. But we forget that we are very, very like physical beings. And it's just such a shame to forget that about our essence and who we are and how we were created to be. You know, it's interesting. 20 years ago, I might have had 50% of my friends who smoke cigarettes. Mm -hmm. I can't name a friend today that's close to me that smokes a cigarette. But there are some people out there, too many people, that still smoke cigarettes. And maybe one of your New Year's resolutions is to stop smoking. Or maybe it's to lose weight. Or maybe it's to build your muscle mass. Or maybe it's to it's to eat healthy. Maybe it's all those things. Hey, when we come back on the other side, we'll get some advice from Robbie as we approach the new year. What are some basic things you can do that are going to really make a difference and that you can stick to that a year from now, or maybe just a month from now, you're proud of yourself because you stuck to those things? We'll, we'll, we'll continue the conversation when we come back to the end this break.
passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Thank you for joining us here on the Ricky Matthews Show as we continue to celebrate from the Citizens Bank Studio. I, I sometimes forget to say that, but boy, I'm just so thrilled to have Citizens Bank as a primary sponsor of this show. They're doing such great work out in the community and uh, thrilled to have them with us. Uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's January the 2nd, 2024. I have my friend Robbie D'Angelo, who is a human optimization coach, among other things, and we'll We'll remind you before the show's over with what he's involved with these days. We're pre-recording this show, in fact, so that we can enjoy a little bit of time off between Christmas and New Year's. And as I'm as I'm doing this show, my son Justin is in town from New York. Uh, many of you know my son Justin. Uh, he works for Price Waterhouse. He's the only family member who didn't go to Southern Miss. He he went to Auburn, and we all became sort of war eagled as a result of it. We love Auburn. We love Southern Miss. But uh, but there's plenty of room for, for two colleges in our family. And uh, and he's enjoying his life up in New York City. But, man, are we glad to have him home. I, I told Ann before we started the show, Nick, great to have Justin here. And she said, yes, home safely. And he's out uh, in the boat as we speak. It's a beautiful day today, in fact, catching some redfish and specks and just uh, just enjoying being home. And then we'll be headed up to the camp and enjoying some time together with some friends and family up at the camp up in the Mississippi Delta. That's always cool. Um, but like everyone, we're all thinking about New Year's and uh, and way we can start the New Year in a in a healthy way. And we were chatting before we went to the break about the possibility of, you know, maybe some basic advice that Robbie could have for you, so that you know, months from now you can you can look back and say I was actually successful in achieving those goals. So Robbie, what what's some good basic advice you could have for people? The biggest thing that I tell people is, you know, look at where in your life you can just start making the smallest improvement. You know, and honestly, we, you and I talk about this so much. For most people, it's probably sleep or water. Um, yeah. And, you know, stay off your phone. That would probably be a really good place to start. Um, there's these little bitty things that we can start doing. The problem is... We we make a we make a goal we make a resolution to start doing it, but then we let a little bit slip, and then we let a little bit little bit more slip. So how can we be more consistent in those little things that we want to improve? And it's just by creating routines. Um, I'm a big fan of scheduling and reminders. I put a ton of reminders in my own phone. Like, look, I would like to think I have better discipline than most people. Yet I'm still a human and I still am completely vulnerable to my emotions and my feelings. And man, I don't feel like doing this right now. So I have scheduling things go off on my phone. I have reminders go off in my phone all the time. Um, I keep my goals posted all over the place to remind myself. When I was on my weight loss journey, I used to keep uh, pictures and goals on my refrigerator, my cupboard, my cabinets all over the place to remind myself you really want to remove as many obstacles and put up as many reminders as possible because what happens is we get busy in life and life happens and we have kids and we have family and we have work and we have all these priorities. And it's not that our goals aren't important to us. It's just we don't put a priority on them. So what are some things we can do in our life to remind ourselves that our goals are priorities? 
Because I promise you this, guys, this is this is one thing that's I, I I know to be truth. When you take care of yourself, everyone in your life benefits from it. From your loved ones to your work, everything improves. And yes, it involves being a little bit selfish. And but this kind of selfish actually makes you a better person and everyone else benefits from it. So make yourself a priority in 2024 because you love all the people in your life. I think that's great advice because uh, when you when you feel good, you, you're more consistent. You know, you're more appreciative. Um, you're you're less anxious and agitated and and all those things. Uh, I know well, man. I, I when I was working, my day usually started about three thirty in the morning. It ended late at night. Um, I got up and started because when you're CEO of a company, special media company, you get a lot of emails, mm-hmm. and both externally and internally, and you had to you had to constantly be sorting through that stuff because you never knew know what was going to be important. And the thing about being in the media business is that if you didn't process it today, it could be a problem tomorrow, even worse. So you can't skip any steps. I learned I learned as you and I were chatting before we started the show to be incredibly organized. Um, I mean, I couldn't say, well, I don't feel like doing that today. Man, that wasn't the world that I was in. Seven days a week, I had to process an enormous amount of information. And it required me to be very, very, very organized. And there was there was no way to put something off to tomorrow. Procrastination was not even in my, in, in my uh, uh, repertoire. The main thing I had to learn how to do, Robbie, is to prioritize. I had to really understand, you know, where are the burning platforms and how do I how do I focus on those? And if it wasn't important, I still had an action to take, but I I, I knew how to deal with that. And then I, I got really good at understanding where the burning platforms are. You know, people are busy. Some people work in two jobs. It's hard sometimes to focus on yourself because there's so much going on. But probably one of the most important things you could do right off the bat is get better at organizing your life. Isn't that true? It is. And that's that's one of the big things I work with my high-performance clients is really optimizing your day. And one of the funnest things I, I love about optimizing your day is the re- and the reason I talk about optimization over performance. And, and <clears throat> I love performance. I, I love peak performance. It's such a cool science. But I don't need you performing all the time. And here's why I say that. We spend so much time, and you should, organizing your day and looking for you know that 80-20 rule of ROI, like, okay, these are the activities I need to do to, to make the most money and you know to accomplish the most on my to-do list and all of that. And you should spend time doing that. I spend a lot of times my Sunday evening going over my calendar and going over my to-do list for the week just to be organized before the week starts. And that's kind of what I do on my Sunday afternoons is I meal prep, I clean and I organize my mind for the week so I know it's done. And I know during the week, all I have to do is execute the plan. Yeah. And it just, it gives me a lot of peace. And I, I, that's one of my favorite words is peace. And that's something you absolutely should do. But the reason I love doing that is because I get peace and I get to do something that not a lot of people get to experience, which is turning it off. I love being a high performer and executing at a high level. Because when my girlfriend says, hey, we have this going on, and would you like to go do this? I can say, yeah, let's go do that. I don't have to say, babe, I got this, I got to do this, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm like, no, let me do this. Let me organize. Let me be in the high performance. Let me get things done so we can go do that. And it's almost like a punish reward system that I've internalized where I am high, highly organized so I can reward myself with the peace and the good things of life. But I also can't do that unless I am organized. And look, there's a ton of ways for organization. A lot of people love the dopamine of to-do list. I'm a time blocking fan myself. Um, Punish reward systems are great to help you do those things. Um, there's a ton of different techniques, which, guys, if y'all want any access to that, just let me know on social media or email me. I'll help you. I'll, I'm actually working on a guide right now I'll send to you. Um, but I just encourage you to get organized this new year because of the peace that comes along with not forgetting things and just being able to execute a plan makes life so much easier. So, you know, you and I have talked about this before, but a lot of people who may be in a rut, and I'll, I'll describe it, there are so many different ruts. Every, every rut is individual to that person, very specific to that person. But they, they start to look a little bit alike over time. Maybe someone's goal is just to find happiness or maybe find peace like you're talking about. And it's hard to find peace when you're working hard, you get up early in the morning, you got your families to deal with and you work a little bit you'll work a little bit late. You got kids to tend to, you might drink a glass of wine, maybe two or three every single night. Um, that leads to maybe eating a little bit more than you should be eating. And then when you go to bed, you're not sleeping as good as you need to sleep. You get up the next morning, you're tired, you got to go do it all over again. You almost don't own your own schedule because everyone around you is pulling at you and so on. And you do that day after day, week after week, month after month. And then you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, good Lord, what happened? I mean, it's like, it's like it may be that fast, it seems, but it took months to get there. And then, you, then you're caught with, how do I begin to unravel this? I mean, this, what I'm describing <laughs> is the average life, really, isn't it? It really is, and that's that. You've heard me say this a hundred times: drowning in priorities, and that's the way most Americans live. Is they start like you know the old saying, habit stacking. Well, they start priority stacking, where they're paying bills and kids, and you know the PTA, and then this organization, and then this, and this, and before they know it, they're literally working a 70, 80 hour week, and they just can't come up for air. When you really need to pull back and start thinking about what's all this for? Why am I doing all this? What's what's the real meaning of why I'm here? Well, let's find out. Let's talk more about the process people can go through mentally to sort of, you know, refocus. And that's what the new year is all about. It's an opportunity to refocus and uh, begin to set some achievable goals to get to a new place in your life. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Robbie D'Angelo. We'll see you. His passion and love for Mississippi is why he's here. This is the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show, and Happy New Year to you as we uh, continue to celebrate so much of what makes this place so great uh, from the Citizens Bank Studio. 
And uh, we're visiting with my friend Robbie D'Angelo. He and I have had the opportunity, I mean, each of the last three or four years to actually chat with each other at the beginning of the year. It's good for me. It's good for me to articulate these things because in spite of the fact that I've worked so hard over so many years to try to be healthy, uh, I'm always working to kind of take it to the next level. And this is good for me to hear Robbie chat about these things. And Robbie, it's good for you because you're doing the same thing. You're literally in the process as we speak of uh, sort of recalibrating your entrepreneurial efforts, your personal efforts. Um, I mean, this is, I mean, if you're going to be true to the process, it's an ongoing process, isn't it? Every year. And it's one of the fav my favorite things I did. I actually had an old client reach out to me this past week. He goes, hey, that end of the year review thing we do every year, can you resend that to me? <laughs> I was like, absolutely. Um, and it's something that I, I do every year. My clients do every year. Let's look back at the year. See what went well. See what went, you know, astray. Let's see where we can make improvements. Let's see, you know, where we did make improvements. And that review process is something you should be doing periodically. Um, but yeah, it's something I absolutely practice because myself, I'm addicted to growth and I, I love becoming the best version of myself because I know what happens on the other side of that. And I can't help others unless I'm first doing it. Um, and I, I, my goal is to help others. So I have to do it. Um, and that year in review is, is such a beautiful thing that you can do in January to, you know, set yourself up for the rest of the year. Robbie, you work with a lot of people. You, you uh, Through the company that you work with, you're involved in helping men find better relationships, more sustainable relationships. You have clients where you're working directly with them to sort of improve you know, their balance in life. Uh, it might be a way, a way to say that. But when you think about this whole notion of balance in life, everyone's struggling with that, aren't they? I mean, whether it be tr trying to find the right balance between work and family or whether it be you know, work and trying to physic become physically fit or eat right. Balance is a is the <clears throat> prevailing challenge that everyone has, isn't it? It really is. And for me, it, to go back to it, balance comes back to priorities. What are your priorities in life? What's important to you? And to look at your priorities, I like to go to, um, there's actually a really good book called The Five Regrets of the Dying. Um, I challenge you to read that book because it'll help you refocus back in on what's really important in life. And I promise you, it's not the things of life. And to go back and look at the priorities and say, am I living according to these priorities? If not, I probably need to make some adjustments. And how do I make those adjustments is a really hard question for a lot of people because of those prior, those other priorities, such as paying bills, right? They don't pay themselves, so I gotta work. So how do we do this? Sometimes it requires sacrifice. Sometimes it, it, you know, you may not be able to buy that new 35 foot boat you want this year because you need to spend more time with your family. Maybe that's a sacrifice you need to make. Um, so those are kind of the way that, you know, you have to look at it, but at the end of the day, are you going to die with those regrets is such an important question to ask yourself because that at the end of your life is what's going to be most important to you. Hey, listen, uh, I came across a quote this morning. I get this history book that I talk about on my show all the time. And it's uh, it, important uh, moments in history for, like, in this case, December. And one of the, one of the uh, quotes 
to this morning really got my attention as it really relates to what you and I are talking about now. But the Eiffel Tower builder, Gustav Eiffel, was born back in 1832. But he, he said along the way, he said, I ought to be jealous of the tower, talking about the Eiffel Tower. She is more famous than I am. And it made me think about this, that we talk a lot about legacy on the, on the show. You know, when we're dead and gone, you know, what are people going to remember about us? And, you know, the truth is, lights aren't going to blink when we're gone. You know, life's going to go on. What I hope they remember about me is that, you know, I raised good people. I raised good kids, you know, and that I was a good husband and a good leader in the community. Um, but, you know, they, they won't remember that I had a good boat. <laughs> they, they won't remember my F-150 truck that I love. They, they won't remember any of those things. But we spent it. We do. We got our priorities screwed up, don't we, Fran? We do. We live in a very materialistic society. And look, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. And even a lot of Christians get that wrong. A lot of Christians are very anti-materialistic. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, Jesus wants you to live a good life, I promise. But he doesn't want you to do that at the expense of love, right? Because the two highest things as humans, he told us, is love him, love others. Keep those two things as your two highest priorities. And once we do that, then we can start looking at other things. But yeah, we do have our priorities out of whack right now. And we've talked about this so much on the show, Ricky, but relationships are the most important thing on this earth. Yeah. Are we making that our number one priority? How we treat people, how tolerant we are of people, how much grace and love we give people, are we making that our priority? Ooh, that's just powerful. Um, it's very powerful. You know, I'm a, I have my outdoor show that I do have every Monday. And to me, it's a, it's a great extension of me because I enjoy spending time outdoors. But I talk about this on my show all the time. That it's not, you know, the time, it's not about the catching the fish or getting the deer or, or those things. It, although that would be nice. I mean, those, that's always a nice outcome. It's really about the relationships. It's about spending time, quality time with family and friends and laughing uncontrollably and telling stories and passing the love of the outdoors down to the kids, our kids and our kids' kids. And um, I had Brody, my, my uh, grandson, with me this past weekend, and he said, you know, he came up and sat next to me on the couch in the camp and said, I said, you do know I'm going to get you, don't you, Brody? He said, yes, sir, I know you're going to get me. He said, get me. So I, t I tickled him, and I figured he had had enough. And he says, get me again, Papa. <laughs> so I'm getting him again. But, you know, in that moment, that's, that's, what, that's what love of the outdoors is for me. It's, you know, it's bonding with, with family and friends and bringing you know, them all together. And, and, and when you have generations together, then there's some wonderful storytelling and passing down of that love that that comes together um i wish more people could find that you know and that's when in that moment in those moments is when i i'm so appreciative and i i do count my blessings in those situations um people have to find out what is their outdoors you know what is the thing that's going to bring the the family together and people have different ways to express it different ways to enjoy it but whatever that is if you could find that then 
you could uh, it certainly will help you keep your priorities in check, wouldn't it? Find your tribe. Find yeah. your tribe. It's it's something that you know you, you bring this up, and it's actually a big thing I've been giving guys here lately. Is a lot of advice. You, you mentioned the relationship coaching that I'm doing right now with a lot of guys, and I'm honestly telling guys, hey, you should probably right now at this season of your life put more effort on building a tribe than you are on dating. Because I promise you, you'll get more out of it at this season of your life. It's the, it's the first thing I did when I moved to St. Pete was I started building a tribe of men. And now we have a once a month dinner. That And look, same thing that you're talking about with the hunting and the outdoors. We get together and, you know, honestly, it's a bunch of entrepreneurs. So we're talking business, sales, marketing, but we're talking about those things. But what's really cool is seeing guys come alive, seeing guys get better, seeing guys get a little bit of nurturing they need or some uplifting. Like we're rehearsing sales calls and helping guys out and just being there for each other. And, you know, women are so good at this. They're so good at having tribe and community. And I mean, look how many women's organizations are out there. Um, men definitely struggle at this, but everybody really everybody in this world, because we're so isolated right now because of social media and technology, needs to do a better job at humanizing and getting together in person with other humans and just bonding and telling those stories. And storytelling is how we pass morals and virtues and right and wrong down through generations. And it's such a lost art in this world and yes, you're 100% spot on. We absolutely need to be doing a better job of it um, because it's really where we thrive. We thrive in community, and we need to get back to it. Yeah, it's, uh, we, we've talked about this so many times, but the, the reality of what social media has done to society is, is quite sad, actually, mm-hmm. because it, it creates, a, for some, especially young, young women, but this is true of boys as well, it creates this false sense of who they are it's a very shallow sense of who they are one of the one of the cool things about the guys that i spend time in the outdoors with about half of them are on social media the other half are not and the half that are not they don't feel like they're missing anything I mean, and you know in some respects i kind of love where they are i can sh- we'll show them things that we see and they they'll laugh at it but then you know they go on about their business they they're not consumed by it and i i you know, there's there's a there's something wonderful about that, and we probably should learn from them that they were smart enough not to get to get there. Hey, when we come back, we'll we'll enjoy a final segment here on January the second with my friend Robbie D'Angelo. We'll see you after this. Back to more of the Ricky Matthews Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to the Ricky Matthews Show for the final segment here on January the 2nd, 2024 from the Citizens Bank Studio. I have my friend Robbie D'Angelo, and uh, you know he makes a living helping people improve their lives. We were talking about tribe before we went to break, and it, tribes come in different forms. What what you know? I can I can again. I'm not going to name any names, but I can think of friends of mine who can't stand being alone, and they have, they they always want to be socializing with people, but that socializing they're doing usually involves you know too much drinking and you know whatever. 
And, okay, whatever makes them happy. The kind of socializing I like to do is sitting around laughing. It doesn't involve drinking. It involves just enjoying being together. But, you know, that's my tribe. Tribes come in different forms, and I'll be the first to acknowledge that. That's for sure. I'll give you an example, actually. There's a, I live on Pops Ferry Road, and near my house, there's a dog park that, that Biloxi did. It's, it's adjacent to where they play soccer and pickleball and all this stuff. But it's a dog park. People go there, and they walk their dogs. And, you know, it's not unusual to go to this dog park and see 10, 15 dogs out there. And I always say this to my wife when I see that group of people out there. They're not there for their dogs. They're there for each other. It's a human experience to go to a dog park. Is it? I mean, but that's an example of a tribe, isn't it? It absolutely is. And that's that's why I say find your tribe. It can be a, a chess club. Um, I used to do a um, podcast in downtown Biloxi where we would get together and like they would bring me on to discuss the psychology of comic books. But like they would like have this whole society around like comic books and Dungeons and Dragons stuff like that. But find your tribe. There's people out there. I promise you, whatever niche you're in love with, there's people out there that get together to talk about that and socialize around that. Go find it. I, one of the things I tell my guys, a little hack, a little cheat code, is if you are on social media, go to Facebook events and search for events that are dealing with whatever you're interested in and go. Just go yeah. freaking make friends and be around people. It's such a beautiful thing to identify like-minded people. And like, you know, I, I laugh sometimes because I, I call myself a reformed introvert. <clears throat> Introverts are people that just haven't found their tribe yet. Yeah. Introverts, go find your tribe. I promise you they're out there. Hey, I remember so well Myers-Briggs, is a test we used mm -hmm. to give to uh, employees, especially in leadership roles, so you can really understand their personality traits, and one of them was extrovert extrovert versus introvert. And I didn't ever really appreciate the difference between the two. And the way Myers-Briggs talks about it is that an introvert gets their energy, those people get their energy from inside. An extrovert gets their energy through other people. You know, they get their energy from people. But that doesn't mean that extra, that doesn't mean that introverts don't enjoy being with people. And that, that, uh, that, in fact, it can be a very significant learned behavior is the way they say it. Because they say, yes. what is your fallback plan? Well, your fallback plan may be to be an introvert. But, in fact, you can learn to really enjoy being with other people. And you can learn to get your energy from other people. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a great way to look at it, isn't it? It really is. I, it's so funny. Some of the most talkative people I've ever met in my life are introverts. And it just takes that spark of getting them to open up about something they're interested in. Um, and it's true. Yeah. Extroverted people, they come alive when they're around other people. You know, me, I'm a little bit more stoic. I'm a little bit more laid back. So I do get a little bit more of my energy internal. And like I was visiting you, I just did a retreat in Miami for four days. And when I got done with that retreat, I was mentally, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted for like three days. Um, it took me some time to recharge my little introverted self. But, you know, I've learned to say, hey, you know what? Intro extrovertedness for me is a skill that I can learn. And once I learned that skill, it was so rewarding because I got to understand how rewarding it is to love on and be loved on by people. Yeah, and that, that's so cool. You know, you find it's interesting that my tendency is toward being an introvert that you know this i have 
as my career continued to move forward, I have a little, obviously learned a lot more about how to be an extrovert and to be engaged around people, et cetera. And I enjoy being with people, but I'm perfectly okay being alone. I'm perfectly okay, you know, being sort of in the privateness of myself. And I, I, even in the, in the height of my career, I found that I, when I would go home, I would want to be alone. I love my mornings. I love my evenings. Um, I didn't seek social, you know, interact. I didn't seek it. You know, some, it was forced upon me, frankly, because of my job. I had to do it because of my job. And when I was in the moment, people think, wow, you know, I'm, I'm good at it. But, it, but you know, in some respects, I almost kind of faking it in a way, you know, just, you know, just <clears throat> because I knew that's what I had to do to be successful. I leaned more toward being an introvert. That's, that's, it may surprise people now that I've had this radio show and had, you know, over 900 conversations. Um, but you can learn to do it well, you know, once you once you set your mind to do it, you know. That's and honestly, that's it's something that's such a beautiful thing is getting around other people and loving on other people and just that nurturing aspect of other humans. And you're going to hear the excuse. Oh, there's so many negative people out there. Okay, don't be around those people. Go find your tribe. Yeah, go find the positive people. And I promise you, there's good, loving, positive people in the world. Those are the people you need to go find. Robbie, it's been great to catch up with you. Happy New Year to you. Hey, just drink more water. Go for a long walk. Learn to sleep well. Try to eat better. And uh, and and focus on your tribe. We give you a lot to think about, but you know this is that's what New Year's is all about. Anyway, God bless you, my friend. Love you guys. Have a good New Year. Please, please, please go love, serve, and change the world. You bet. Have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.